Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, Frank LaRosa, and I am joined today by the man, the myth, the legend, the world traveler, Dale Dempsey, also president of Elite Consulting Partners. What's up? Co-host. Co-host. Can we co-host today? You can be co-host today. All right. You can, All be, right. Sounds- you can be host today. Co-host. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Adventure Explorer. That's the name on your business card. I do. Yeah. For all Adventure of you Explorer. that listen, yeah, I have Adventurer slash Explorer on my business card. Actually, so this is kind of goes with today's topic yeah. where um, we're going to talk about culture today. We're going to talk about a firm culture and, you know, credit to Frank. He's done a great job creating a culture where people can reach their goals and, and, you know, go after their dreams, yeah. change their lives. Um, I've got some goals. One of my goals was to have adventurer slash explorer on my business card. And, uh, you, you know, help, help me see that through. It, that has more to do with what I think my personality yeah. is at an adventurer sure. and an explorer. But, For sure. but look, all that aside, yeah, I think today's podcast is great if you're looking to develop a, a personal culture for everyone at your firm but something you know something that people can can grow into and then you know for larger firms we're going to talk a little bit about what what we see working what we don't see working yeah what to avoid so listen if you're new if you're new to the show uh we appreciate it it's called advisor talk for a reason it's basically us just talking about things going on in the industry things happening on a weekly basis uh that we're talking to clients about um, and some of the things that have come up recently, we just did a podcast on about on it about hiring, um, and we sort of within that podcast talked about core values, right? Core values lead to culture, and core values and culture have to be tied together. Yes. Another podcast we talked about the competitive advantages of certain firms over others. Um, some of it's monetary, but some of it isn't monetary. And um, we've been working with some firms, doing some pro formas lately with some of our clients. And a common theme has been like, hey, listen, you get down to two firms um, and the economics are very similar, plus or minus a point here and there, right? What I try to get clients to understand is once you get to that point, take the spreadsheet, take your pro formas, your numbers, and put it up, put it aside and then focus on culture and focus on the environment that you're going to be in because you might join a firm thinking, well, it's only a, a, a two-point differential in payout over, over the other firm. But if the firm you chose is drastically different culturally, it could cost you way more than two points, right? It could That's be right. a real problem. It could be a problem for you, a problem for your team, a problem for your clients, and you don't want to go into that. So it's really, really important to focus on what's the culture of the firm that you're joining, Right, which might be hard as an, an investment advisor when you're thinking about you know cost basis for clients and you're always focused on the numbers. This is one of those things that often can get put off, get put to the side for the wrong reasons, and, and and everything starts to become about money, 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 and and inadvertently, money becomes 
you know, scarce to a degree when you've joined the firm for the wrong reasons. And you, right. And, and, you know, again, inadvertently, you've you've downsided your well, business. Yeah, I think that when, when people hear our, well, we have great culture, right? No firm. I have yet to talk to a firm where they say we have bad culture. Right. <laughs> I have never no, no heard one, right? Like there's not a bad culture out there. Right. Right. Um, and, and there isn't really a bad culture. There isn't really a firm with a bad culture. It's matching the firm's culture to your personality and, and the personality of your of your practice and your clients, right? That's right. If you manage a book of business with ultra high net worth clients that want stuff done yesterday, right? Going to a firm that takes you two or three weeks to open up an account is probably... Not a good place to be. No. It, well, these things start and to- And by the way, there is a firm out there that takes like three weeks to open. Like, <laughs> you, you know this with when it comes to vision. It starts with a J. It comes to, <laughs> when it comes to, to you know, like where where is everybody headed? If you're not all on the same page. So look, great advice for a small business right now. If you don't all know where you're headed and the culture is a couple of things- couple different visions, right? I don't know, or we're going this way and somebody's going the other way. It becomes problematic because when when you're talking to a prospective client, an existing client, prospective employee, an existing employee, like all of the above, and they're getting different answers from different people and it's not a cohesive vision, your culture all of a sudden has become you know, this this amalgamation of things that don't make sense. It could be very confusing. Right. So, so a good culture start, starts off with a good vision, you know, and leadership and, and directing everybody towards the same place. I think that there are some firms out there that um, have vision, even the wirehouse firms, right? They have a vision and, and it doesn't mean that you might agree with it, but they have a vision of what they're going to do. And that's all, and that's good. I'm not, I'm not, poo-pooing that or anything like good for them but again if that vision and and the culture that comes from that from that vision don't match up with you you shouldn't be there right right because you're going to it's going to slow you down it's going to frustrate you it's going to frustrate your staff um whatever but then if you look at some firms in the in the independent space where maybe there and there's more than a few of them so i'm not picking on any particular one but maybe there's firms out there or conglomerates of firms that have multiple BDs underneath them, right? Where they don't know what the vision is, right? Right? They're not really sure whose vision is it going to be? What's the culture of the firm? Is it their culture? Is it going to be our culture? Is it going to be some new culture? That creates uncertainty uh, with, with, your, with advisors because they don't know what the next, what's going to happen next. Where are we going? Um, but the other thing, and the reason why, again, we're talking about this is, you know, we say it's not about the money, but it's about the money. But what, what's happening is some of these services, cost, basis point pricing, payouts, all this stuff is becoming commoditized, right? Plus or minus a point here and there. Right. Right. Oh, you have Orion. Oh, we have Orion. Oh, you use Black Diamond. Oh, we use Black Diamond. Like, it's all basically commoditized. It's all the same stuff. And so almost like if you, well, maybe bad example, but 
I'll also use Formula One as an example, right? Because they all have specifics that they have to they have to make oh, their own parts. Okay. They have to the, right. Yep. Spec spec types are all the same. Spec They've got to figure all, out what the driver, where the difference in the right, driver the and the, the driver and and culture and how much well really how much money they put into it. But maybe that's not a great example because there's some there could be some debate about how that's an unfair uh, sport. But uh, whatever. Uh, but my point is is that all of these things are commoditized and. What's what's going to separate the winners from the losers is culture and vision. Yeah, and is that the right culture? Because you can do wondrous things with a ton of energy if you're at a firm where the culture is awesome, right? And you need to start asking questions that are that are different. You know, and it might seem silly, but like, do they have events? Do they have conferences? Do they, you know, do they have events where there's you know, there's support staff events. There's events for the platinum producers. There's do they get to meet senior leadership? Does these do you, if you're a senior producer, meaning a high high end producer, do you have the cell phone of the of the leadership of the firm? Are there councils, advisory councils? Ask those questions. Don't just ask about what's your payout, what's my basis point price. Do you use Salesforce or Redtail? Like that kind of stuff. Are you going to pay by ACATS? State right. your goals to them. Get, find out what their answers are going to be. Right. This, my my goal is not what it, what I'm doing today, but it's something else. Find out what the answer is. You're going to figure out pretty quickly if their goals and their capabilities will help you, you know, get to the place that you want to be. And and is it the right people that will help you get there? By the way, people and economics are tied together. Mm-hmm. And here's so if you're getting a 99% payout and they have one percent to divvy up and work out their margins with, what kind of culture do you think you're going to find inside of that opportunity? Right. All right. And so That's there's a a, there's a good band here. You know, sometimes a lower payout means that they can put the right type of culture in place to help you reach your goals. You have to ask them and talk to the people that are not just recruiters at the firm and they're not just the leadership. You gotta you gotta get into conversations with the folks behind the scenes. That are, you know, they're either happy or they're and, not and happy. advisors at the firm. Yeah. That's you know, a- so one firm comes to mind because it's always been this way. Um, like, so Raymond James in particular, right, has right. is known for having arguably one of the, the better cultures in the industry. Right. Right. I don't think anyone can argue that. Uh, their, their regrettable attrition rate is less than 1%, right? Regrettable attrition. That means not from deaths, not from retirements, right? right. Disabilities, regrettable attrition. But they also are known as having some of the smallest deals on the street, right? They're a premium firm. You yeah. you you go there as an advisor, and whether you're independent or if you're a W two office, or you're probably W two offices are more aligned with all the other W two firms. But on the independent side, um, you you're you're probably going to take a little bit lower payout, not massively lower, but lower. And they're not bashful about that because what you're getting from from that compensation is worth it if you're using those resources, right? right? If you're never going to use marketing, you're never going to use their trading. You don't ever want to be part of the conferences that they have, or if you're if you're a, f- a female advisor, the women's initiatives that they have, or an LGBTQ advisor, all those initiatives. Like if you're never going to use those things, you might not want to go to Raymond James, right? Because right. you're not going to get the value of it's like buying a really expensive car. Right. Right. If you don't, if you're not tech savvy and you don't understand how the engine works and you don't really drive really fast, you 
Like, don't buy an expensive car with all the gadgets because you're never going to use them. Right. Your experience isn't going to be justified. And it, so we see this all the time with advisors you know, going to firms. And just it's just a matching of personality and culture and expectations. If you're going to go to one of these firms and you're, you're, you know, you're going to get lost there because the experience isn't what you need for, for you, your staff, your clients, well, you've got to, you know, that's a perfect opportunity to take a look at how can I improve the culture here, the two go hand in hand, right? Yeah. Culture at the firm and the culture inside of your firm go hand in hand. And and yeah, we well, there's a firm that I know of. Um, it's actually a Satera. It's a Satera Advisor Networks Group uh, called Summit Financial Network. It used to be Summit Brokerage Services. And when you look at culture and building a culture, uh, this the 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 CEO, the president of the firm who started that firm, who ironically also ultimately really was the founder of what is known as Finet. I thought it was really interesting that um, during 2020, and he actually still does it now, it's sort of a running joke when I call him. I'm like, hey, what state are you in? <laughs> um, and when I say that, I really mean, what state are you driving in your RV in? Um, because he actually, during COVID, when everyone couldn't leave, bought an RV. Um, I think he spent, I don't know, four or $500,000 on this thing. And he drove around the country meeting his financial advisors, him and his wife, he obviously had a driver also. Wow. Um, but he drove around the country to go meet with his advisors outside at picnic parks. You know, like, yeah. Like he just couldn't not be around his people. Right. Well, even in his office, right? Right. I, so I haven't been to his office, but I've heard legendary stories about what a great culture that is. Right. Yeah. He has in, in the office or like screens or like what we have up here in, in a podcast studio. And he has pictures of all his advisors. In hallways, they're all over the, the screens are all over the place, right? Um, not all over the place, but there's an, they're in a bunch of places, and um, it's just pictures of of advisors at at conferences, but also on family vacations, and and the reason why he does that is because he wants all the people that work in the office to understand who they're working for, right? And we would sit there with a client, and while we're waiting for the next person to come in or whatever, and he could tell you stories about every single advisor on that screen. Oh, that was Jill, and she did this, and she came here, and her dad, her husband does this, and she's been with us for 18 years, and, you know, like, that's culture. That's a great culture. I mean, right? that's – and inside inside of really, like, any element that you would find him, any business structure, he's got that core. That's what's important. So okay, he it starts from the top. Exactly. So he could have been on his own, or he could have been inside of the largest institution you've ever come across – and he would still have that those that culture from the top down, just leading them to, hey, this is what's really important. This is what we really do. This these are right. the things that make our clients happy. These are the things that should make us happy. Right. And by the way, if you want to talk to that firm, give us a call and we can we can set you up with him. He's 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 tremendous. Yes. Yeah. But, truly exceptional. Yeah. I mean, look, he he's he's a, he's an example of that. But actually, goes to the 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 point in terms of a process that I think advisors. When they may be asking, well, how do I, how do I, how do I tell whether a firm's got good culture or not over the phone or over a Zoom call, right? Because a firm, again, no firm is going to ever tell you that they have bad culture, right? Don't come here. Our advisors hate it here, right? Right. And we always recommend to to advisors, especially when you're larger and you have a team, if you get a chance to go on a home office visit, go to the main headquarters. Or one of you know some firms have multiple headquarters, right? But go in person, kick the tires, 
look around, see what's happening in the hallways. Um, call an advisor that call works advisors. There. I mean, that's definitely you should definitely. Yeah. You know, when they say, "Oh, we've helped an advisor grow from blah 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 blah," say, "Great, can I talk to that advisor?" Right. Right. And and their reaction will tell you whether or not they're bullshitting you or not. Right. But that's the kind of stuff that you have to gauge whether whether they actually deliver on those things or not. It's important because too many advisors get wrapped up in, especially when firms are throwing around a lot of money, they get too wrapped up in in that. Um, you know, culture also means what are they spending on on technology, right? right? What is the firm spending on technology that translates to not more compliance, right, but more efficiency for a financial advisor? Because that again, that dictates what the culture is like, and that is the advisor is uh, the, the the firm is views the advisor as their client, as their most important asset, and they're willing to invest in that asset. That's culture. It's the, it's the same concept, I think, you know, a lot of advisors, you, you'd understand that it's just like worrying about things like AI and, and automations and computers taking over your business and your relationship with clients. You know, that never happens if you're creating the right relationship with the client. They'd much rather, clients would much rather talk to someone that they could relate to instead of a facade of that. Yeah. And, you know, as a firm and as a as an advisor with a with a business, you know, you just wanna you wanna figure out who's a real connection and and what who your clients would connect with versus, you know, the latter. And, yeah, and, the other, and the other thing much. that's gonna be um that's important, and this is maybe going to be controversial. I don't know, but I think I'm. I think. Uh oh, right. what, are, what are we about to say? <laughs> um, you know, it's for for a little bit of while now. I'm not going to say a long time, but you know, I think that since coming out of COVID, everyone thought that they can get away with going remote. Everybody's going to remote now. We're going to save money, and it's going to give people flexibility, uh, work from home, all that good stuff. And the truth of the matter is, it it won't it it, it will work for certain types of businesses and maybe a small subset of people within an advisory practice but ultimately your your culture will suffer if you don't value the in the office in the studio face to face water cooler conversations that take place from being in an office and firms there are firms out there that are trying to to make this whole remote thing work like completely, and I just think they're going to fail. What I mean by fail is I don't think they're going to be as successful as they think they're going to be with firms that are bringing people back to the office, right? that are getting that culture again, getting that camaraderie, the energy, the new ideas. Um, that's the kind of stuff that happens when you get when you get together. Um, you know we have look we have we have people that are majority of our people are here in New Jersey. But maybe half, well, I'll say majority. Maybe half are here, and and some ha- half are in different states. And the truth of the matter is that people that are here tend to be more productive, right? Absolutely. They they tend to have a, a more a, a different level of energy because they're connected to what we're doing here. And we do a lot of things in terms of calls and events that people can fly in for and all those things. Um, but. That they're not here, they're and they all want they all want to be here, right? Is the is the reality? If it all was a perfect we are world, they'd be here, right. with us all the time. Um, just you know, just the way so circumstances I, I, so are. So I just think that when we talk about 
in, in one of our other episodes, we talked about hiring and new talent, all that other stuff. Um, you should be really concerned about your culture. And this is I'm talking to to everybody as individual practitioners running your 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 business, right? Whether it's two, three, four people, and or broker dealers that have hundreds and thousands of people. Yeah, you should be concerned with if people don't want to come back to the office. Um, because they feel like they can, you know, for whatever the reason is, the reality is you're just not as productive when you're home. I, I, I don't, there's too much distraction. Not everybody, but I'll say a generally speaking, it's a general comment, right? I don't want, don't get, don't send me emails about, you know, I can be more productive at home. But um, I mean, I, my office is four minutes from my house and I'm more productive when I come to the office than if I work from home, right? Right. I could easily go back and forth. Same, same here. And so, Pay attention to, to this. It's a real. It's going to be a real problem for you if you think that you can get away with this and have your team work from home and never get together. You, you're missing out. There is opportunity cost for that. You, you don't realize that you're missing. Um, and so figure out ways to come back to the office. Figure out ways to get together. We do something every single month here where we have some type of get together of some sort. Right, we did a pajama thing the other day with breakfast, and the you know the that was fun. Some of the girls came in and well, crepes and, and something. Crepes, crepes and yeah, that was good. Pancakes and whatever. Um, what that even, was really fun. And co- their comedy show. I did show. not dress up in pajamas. So um, yeah, I would have, and I I forgot what happened that day. Yeah. And oh, yeah, we're doing a comedy show. Yeah. We're doing. Uh, we have golf outings. We do. There's. Uh, I think they're setting up a painting, some type of painting and wine thing. Go karts. Right? Uh, Go karts. That was yeah, really good. That was fun. Uh, Go karts was good. Maybe the axe throwing thing or whatever. Pool. Like, there's things that you should be doing to keep your team connected, especially if you have some people that aren't that aren't um, in the office. But my my sort of warning to you is you need to figure out how to bring those people back to the office. You need to figure out how to how to regain that the culture of in-office service, camaraderie, energy. That energy, that energy is part of the reason why independent practices grow faster than than W2 practices, because there's an energy in the office. And so if you don't have anybody in in the office with you, you lose that energy. You're just not going to have, you're not going to have off the cuff conversations about stuff. I mean, I know when we were when we were remote, you know, we weren't really talking every day. And so there was something lost there versus today um, where we sit right near each other and it, it could be off the cuff conversations about stuff and then you just move on, right? So I, I think culture is really, really important. Uh, the morning is pay attention to it. Don't discount the fact that um, having having in office, on you know, boots on the ground, as I call it, the value of that is really, really important as a broker dealer, um, you want that as well because you want to make sure that your advisors that you're servicing are getting the same level of of, of support answers. Um, that they're not calling somebody and they're, you know, they're I don't know they're doing their laundry or something like that. I've had that happen. Actually, I've had that happen with with somebody. I won't use any names, but it actually happened. It's really important. So uh, I think we've got that message across yeah. clearly. <laughs> um, so anyway. Uh, we appreciate it. This is a message that's that's uh, urgent. It's been on my mind. We've been talking about it lately. Uh, we've done a, we've done a, a couple of large pro forma analysis for firms, and I tried to get them to sort of move off the mark of the numbers and focus on culture and the importance of going on home office visits to kick the tires to test the culture. Right? It's almost like sort of 
you know, testing the wind. You got to do stuff like that. Ask for referrals, talk to advisors, um, pick up the phone and just randomly call advisors that are at the firm, right? There's no reason why you have to get a name and a number from a recruiter. Yeah, right? and just look, call an advisor. talk And talk to the person who answers the phone too. Right. It might not be an advisor. That's a great idea, right? So there you go. Uh, anyway, listen, if you want to talk more about that, you want to find out um, what firms are out there that fit the culture that you're looking for, uh, you can give us a call. Give Dale a call at 856-316-4653. Uh, you can call me if you want. 856-316-4651. So he knows my number. Um, you can check us out. Uh, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Uh, Advisor Talk with Frank LaRose on YouTube. My Instagram account, which is franklarosa.elite. Um, and go to go to uh, iTunes, wherever you, uh, Spotify, all that. Smash that like button. I haven't said that in a while. That's Ring Dale the bell. Saying. Ring the bell. Smash the like button. Subscribe. Uh, subscribe. Forward this. We don't listen. We don't advertise. We don't have firms on here that, and some firms want to like put ads on here and stuff like that. We don't do that. Uh, all we ask is that you you share this with with someone that you know. Share this with someone that should listen to this. Um, if you're at, if you're at a broker dealer and and you don't think they have good culture, share this with your senior leadership team. Share this with every contact in your cell phone. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with that said, thanks a lot. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank Larosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.